Are you looking to optimize your mindset and lifestyle for success in today's business world? You're in the right place. This is where you get to build your freedom through promoting through Facebook and selling on Amazon. Welcome to Actualize Freedom with your hosts, Wilson and Danny. Okay, what's up, guys? Danny Carlson here from the Actualize Freedom Podcast. And today is less of a full episode and more of a little bit of an update. So, uh, this is not going to be a full podcast episode. This is just in reaction to some release that Amazon has made about Amazon advertising. So basically, Amazon is they're combining a bunch of their ad platforms under the banner name of Amazon Advertising. That used to be Amazon Marketing Services, uh, sponsored products. They have various other advertising platforms. I think they kind of realized that they're just confusing the shit out of sellers. So seems like a good move. We have on here Brian Johnson. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of. He's probably, in my opinion, the most well-respected Amazon PPC expert out there. He's been in Amazon since 2013, been consulting for a big brand since 2015. Um, you know, some of them in the, in the tens of millions. Um, so really big numbers there. Um, also, one of the co-founders of PPC Scope and Sponsored Products Academy, probably heard of that, um, and Brian R. Johnson Ad Agency. So welcome to the show, Brian. How's it going? It is going fantastic. Thank you. And just kind of to clarify on that, we actually had a, a name change on the, the agency. It's um, now Canopy Management. So kind of like Arizona. Yeah, kind of like the Arizona can Rainforest Canopy, you know. Anyway, so that was the only minor change there. Okay, awesome, man. Um, so yeah, I couldn't think of anyone better to bring on here to talk about this recent change. A lot of people are a little bit confused by it because they didn't know that there are that many platforms to begin with. Like a lot of people probably don't know about AAP, Amazon Advertising Platform. Right. Um, so maybe can you just give the audience a quick overview of the various platforms that Amazon is um, going to be putting under the Amazon Advertising banner now? Okay. So one of the things that, that um, just kind of give a little bit of framework is that um, we, we often think of Amazon as far as like an e-commerce platform and, and we're participating as sellers as far as just sell products on there. But Amazon has a lot of other business channels, um, including technology hosting and uh, logistics and a number of other um, uh, parts that feed that trillion dollar company, right? So um, within Amazon, Amazon is well known both internal to Amazon as well as you know a lot of externally is that the departments in Amazon are very siloed. In other words, they're they're very separated and they have different roles. They have different target audiences. They have different sales and support teams. And one of the things that we've seen over the past year, especially in 2018, is that Amazon is definitely showing a lot more of their, we'll say true colors. I mean, this shouldn't surprise anybody that is definitely a sales driven organization, right? Not just from an e-commerce standpoint, but also each department is responsible for growing sales in every area. In other words, they don't want to just be a trillion dollar company. They want to just continue to double and triple, you know? Uh, and so each department and each division has always had certain sales object objectives and it looks to me like in 2018 they really stepped that up now in the advertising stamp and advertising part of this um you know some people who who take the who are, who are enough geeks <laughs> like me who go through and look at things like the quarterly reports and stuff may also know that uh, amazon advertising accounts for Last year, it accounted for $2 billion a quarter in revenue for, uh, for Amazon. So quite, quite a sizable amount. And uh, one of the things I usually talk about um, is 
things that Amazon does in order to improve that bottom line. Some of those include things like sending out an email to, to as, as seemingly innocuous as, you know, oh, as a seller, you know, you're going into Prime Day, you're going into Black Friday, you're going to holiday season, you should increase your budgets and, and increase your bids and, and increase your advertising so you get better exposure. The end result is they can send out a few of those emails or a couple of posts and they could potentially make an extra, you know, several hundred million dollars as a result of simply just sending out some emails. That's really good ROI for email marketing, right? Like, I need an email list like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so when it comes to, you, you figure there's different types of, um, different types of types of entities or uh, customers as far as Amazon concerns, as far as the, the pri private label sellers, we're just one piece of that. There's also the commercial sellers and the, and I apologize. Apparently that storm coming through is uh, got some thunder going on outside. So hopefully the, the microphone's not picking that up, but, um, different divisions as far as, uh, you know, Amazon's media group and their Amazon advertising platform and vendor central. And we had vendor express and we have, you know, seller central and we have Amazon marketing services. We've got these different platforms, uh, that are primarily were originally designed in order to cater to different types of audiences, the wholesalers, the vendors, the large commercial sellers, the big national brands, the, uh, you know, probably some world consortium or, you know, drug cartel, who knows. Um, <laughs> but what we've seen in the last year is a consolidation of departments. We see where the staff is starting to get moved around and starting to get consolidated, um, kind of bringing as a benefit, it's reducing some of the silos. Um, it is also uh, bringing some of the technology together and making them more standardized so that you don't have completely separate uh, sales and support and development teams working on completely separate uh, platforms. And when they develop um, something or they introduce a new sales program or a new piece of technology that they're not conflicting with each other. And that's been a big problem for Amazon for years. Um, something we always kind of joke about because it just, it just keeps on going and going. Well, this is more of their effort to try to, to get the management under control, try to, try to consolidate, which is normal with any large con uh, company is to consolidate periodically, shake it up, consolidate, bring in some new management, consolidate some of the teams in part because that helps with organization and management and communication, but it also shakes up the employees to perform at a higher level. And as if you've seen any of Jeff Bezos' recent interviews, he's talking more about like if you're an employee of Amazon and you don't, uh, you don't continue to perform better and better each year, you basically don't have any value to me. That's part of reorganization in any company is to consolidate some of these different types of audiences where you might have uh, an advertising division that is focused on, you know, the large commercial sellers, uh, but they're using overlapping technologies that's developed separately from what we're using on the private label side or the wholesale side. And so those are primarily uh, sales and support separate organizations but they're starting to bring those together so they can have a certain amount of common technology that is easier to manage, has better communication internally. They only need, you know, maybe one or two code development teams. It, it simplifies uh, the direction that they're going as far as trying to make it more of a consolidated platform. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure there's a lot of Amazon sellers, um, even, even just the run of the mill Amazon sellers who don't have access to all the really fancy advertising platforms. I'm sure many of them would love to use the other ones and give Amazon more money. And I'm sure they realize that too. Um, Amazon is so siloed, right? They have like basically 100 or 200 companies within the company. Um, and it looks like they want to take on Facebook and Google when it comes to advertising, right? They have a very small amount of the online advertising market compared to Google and Facebook. So um, do you think that's kind of what they're trying to do? You think they're by consolidating all of their ads platforms into maybe a one more powerful ads platform, you think they're maybe looking to take some of that market share away from Facebook and consequently giving more advertising power to the average Amazon seller? Yeah, I think that um, without a doubt. So, so the way that the technology rollouts typically work is they, they first of all have to try to get their own internal, you know, technology working. And oftentimes it's, it's built in order to suit different needs at the time. That's why we ended up with so many different advertising platforms um, is to suit different audience needs and have different types of advertisers. And they start out with trying to say, oh, well, you only have access to this platform and the technology and the information is available in there. And then this other one um, is, is, is available to, um, you know, is more limited, but it's available to a bigger user base. That's normal because it's developed primarily based off of the individual needs of the marketing. However, over time, external competition and internal um, progression or basically life cycle of the technology starts coming around. So in other words, you have, um, I mean, we do this within my own companies as well, is that we might start out introducing a certain set of technology and then we'll have another piece of technology or information feed or service that goes along that's additional for those premium clients, right? That's kind of normal with any technology or any, any company. The problem is that when everybody else outside of the company starts introducing that as a default, as, oh, you just have that available you know, for, for everybody, at some point, a company has to say, okay, we offer that to everybody too, but we also are bringing in this other piece that's going to be exclusive. They always, they always kind of, you know, they're always thinking ahead as far as, okay, what, what new piece of information or data or surface level can we introduce for our premium customers so that they consider, so that they continue to be our premium customers that are constantly feeling that they are on the bleeding edge of what we offer. But at the same time, we continue to open up that, uh, the technology, the data, the service level to everybody else who's using it, the common person, if you will, um, in order to keep up with, if not outpace, what external competitors are doing. Now with Amazon, um, they started beta testing the retargeting ads over a year ago. And I'm really surprised that it's taken them this long uh, where they really haven't rolled it out to everybody yet. You know, they're still in beta, you know, over a year. We've, we've been using it for over a year on some clients. That's and for sponsored other, products, correct? Uh, yeah, for, for the retargeting for sponsored products, correct. Yeah, they already had that kind of information along with demographic information, uh, sales channel or, or external source, you know, traffic source type of information. That's always been available for those who have been part of media group, for instance. But those are typically the media group uh, clients that are paying, you know, uh, every, they've got programs, everything from 5000 a month to 35000 a month and, and beyond that. I've... I've uh, I've worked with companies that have spent um, 150 to $200,000 per month just through Amazon Media Group, um, you know, just for their additional services. Not that they necessarily got the ROI out of it, but uh, they had that kind of access. 
now. Totally. So they've, they've been kind of cherry picking, like beta testing, taking pieces of one tool and then putting it into the other advertising tool and stuff like that. Um, but just to be really clear for everyone, currently, um, even though they're, they're kind of combining all of these services under the banner of Ad Amazon advertising, they're still separate platforms as of right now, right? Like Amazon marketing services um, hasn't just like fully been added into Seller Central somewhere, correct? Yeah, and most likely what you'll see is that um, there's going to be certain piece of the, of the technology as far as, you know, a campaign manager. You're going to see more commonalities occur across the different platforms. But then those who have access to, uh, you know, Media Group or, you know, some of these other type of programs, they're going to start seeing where, oh, this, this technology or this information or this level of service is only available because I'm a member of that group. You know, it's the same kind of thing with any kind of, uh, you know, upsell in a, in, a, in a course or a membership or something like that, where it's like, well, you're a premium user, therefore you get the premium content or the premium features. That awesome. Is, yeah. If you guys take the upsell for this interview, then Brian's going to tell you the real juicy part of this year. <laughs> <laughs> I got no pitch for it. No, <laughs> absolutely. Is that, is that, um, you know, we, we continue to get, uh, better tools, better information as Amazon rolls it out across for everybody. And we think it's like, it's like, Oh, they developed this for us. They're, they're, you know, they're listening to us. No, no, no. They've been listening to the premium customers the whole time. The premium customers have their own set of demands. They're simply just trickling out some of the additional features to us. So it was, it's always been Amazon's plan in my opinion that, um, and I think that's usually the case when we're trying to evaluate what Amazon's doing. It's all speculation, right? Until we actually, you know, see it or if it's officially announced. Um, but they, you know, we, we know that some of the staff that they put in uh, place into their advertising division, um, they had pulled from, from Google. They had pulled from, you know, Google AdWords, which I think is now Google Ads, um, because they had rebranded re themselves as well. Yeah, they've been rebranding a lot of their platforms, um, a lot nicer to work with a lot of their platforms now, Google. Um, so more pressure on Amazon to, to really push this stuff forward, right? Yeah. Um, I want to also talk a little bit, this um, blog released by Amazon also mentioned Amazon DSP, which they describe as a programmatic ad buying tool. Um, can you just talk a little bit about what that is and who might have access to that? Yeah, and we haven't gotten the details on that just yet. Um, most likely, it's going to be similar to what you're going to have through uh, through other platforms like ad, you know, like Google and uh, Facebook, like you mentioned. Is that um, you're going to have so like more of the more of the the corporate advertisers are are not going to want to like go in there and actually manage their own advertising. It's more uh, of a service. Um, but some of these things are going to be based off of how the advertising is done based off of the information that's available. Um, on the, the private label seller standpoint, we're going to typically have very limited information as far as search term keyword type of data. Um, we might have, you know, get, we might get, um, you know, later this year, a little bit more demographic data or some additional targeting, kind of like what we have through, uh, Amazon marketing services. Um, DSP and some of the other programs are going to be more probably, um, you know, department directed where they're saying it's like, look, we can get you additional information as far as the specific psychographics and demographics and interest based um, ad targeting that we would have off of 
uh, not only our own user base, but also the external um, users that see and click through on ads that are shown outside of Amazon as far as their, uh, their external um, ads. Those are the ones that are going head-to-head -head with, uh, with Google. And I think that some of the, there's still going to be the split of the programs where we're going to get more targeting as more of the, the commercial and the large scale um, brand type of, uh, type of access for a premium price as well. Um, and what we'll see probably at the individual seller or wholesaler level is, is primarily going to be kind of the, the hand-me-downs, you know, some additional information as far as better targeting, but certainly not to the level of, you know, of a, a commercial um, or large brand seller. Yeah, I'm certainly excited for that because I think um, a big reason why sponsored products in particular has gotten so competitive in the last couple of years is um, its simplicity, right? Like Google AdWords can be extremely complex, so you can compete a lot more if you have superior knowledge, you have superior skills to actually set things up that way. But right. I mean, you, you need a, a very basic skill set to just like get your basic sponsored product set up and just start making ad spends really expensive for everybody, right? Uh, I'm sure you would disagree on that uh, to a big extent with your agencies. Um, but I also, I also want to talk about a couple other quick points here. So the, one of the chains mentioned in that blog was that headline search is now changed to sponsored brands. They changed the name and right. it's showing up not only just across the top, the headline, but also the bottom and middle placements. I was wondering if you guys have seen any real, um, any real changes in results of the headline ads now that there's different placements for them. They're showing up in more places. Well, <laughs> so two things on that is, um, of course, Amazon has always, within the, the headline ads, they've always characterized the sales as being brand sales. So they've always had kind of a brand focus um, because primarily it's, it's showing a portfolio of products. Um, they're really pushing hard for people to not simply just use the standard, here's the search result page with uh, a list of your brands, but rather here is a big, beautiful, well-designed um, uh, layout as far as your brand, your branding page, and it becomes essentially enhanced brand content on steroids because it, it encompasses the entire brand, not simply just a single product. Um, and I think is the more that they focus on that more rich experience, including adding in video, of course, uh, a more rich experience to the shopper, um, the more that becomes uh, an advertising vehicle headline ads or as we say, sponsored brand, uh, sponsored brands. Now, um, it becomes more of a vehicle of showcasing um, the quality of the company um, that uh, builds trust, um, and it basically, especially for for large institutional uh, companies and brands that are coming in droves onto Amazon, they have to because they're shutting down their retail chains. Um, you know, a lot of our our new agency clients are national brands that. Um, have had to shift their complete business model from brick and mortar retail over to e-commerce channels, including Amazon. And they, but they're coming in and saying, it's like, well, what else can you do for us? You know, can you, can we do video? Can we do, uh, you know, our, have our own, own page just for our brand? Amazon is already catering to, to all that. They're already setting that up. They want to have it so that those brands that are falling by the wayside from a brick and mortar standpoint, see it as a more of a business partnership and an opportunity to showcase their brand um, on Amazon. And they're putting the tools in place in order for that to happen so that it can be, you know, it looks like a, you know, the whole, you know, the old classic, you know, four color brochure, you know, um, 
that, uh, that showcases uh, a brand's capability. So I think that with the headline ads, as well as, you know, of course, headline ads um, in the beginning of 2018 went from just the one uh, banner ad up top to now they've got the, you know, the, le the left-hand skyscraper ad, they've got um, individual tile ads, they've got embedded ads in other locations. Um, and all of those are tying into what can we do for those who are taking the time to develop a brand presence and really focusing on, hey, we're a brand, we're a quality company, we're on Amazon because this is where, you know, where all the trust is. And they're trying to just raise that level of trust saying all the big brands sell on Amazon. That's kind of where they're trying to go for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and a lot, last thing I wanted to touch on here is video ads. So I'm really surprised personally that Amazon has taken so long to really roll out video ads. Um, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, it's just so effective on YouTube and Facebook and these other places, um, but they've been really slow to the punch with this one. I know um, there's tons of companies that are just chomping at the bit to just dump money into video ads on Amazon because they probably work really well. Um, and I know they've been working on some various things and they've patented a few really interesting video um, ideas and algorithms, but like uh, as far as the regular Amazon seller goes, we haven't really seen anything. So can you speak to um, a Seller Central user? Maybe they're just like, they only have access to Seller Central and none of these other platforms. What do you think is, is coming down the pipeline for Seller Central users with video ads? Well, we know that we can add in um, our own video ads if we you know, know the right channels and, and put it in there correctly. We can get ads showing. But I, I completely agree with you is that they've been very weak as far as really showcasing uh, video ads, in part because um, – you know, when you've got millions of listings and if everybody starts getting to the point where, you know, where they're running video ads, then when does it get out of control? You know, when, when can they no longer police it and control it? And, and certainly the, the development that they've done over the past two or three years as far as machine learning um, has definitely helped with, um, with being able to recognize the patterns of shoppers and when they're most going to be, when they're going to be most compelled to purchase and to close that sale and to come back and purchase again and again and again, they've, you know, they've got plenty of data so that they can continue to study that on a machine learning speed. Um, that most likely what they saw is that what used to simply just be Amazon studios as far as their, what they, you know, they made video shorts and it was kind of a premium agency type service that they probably outsourced. Um, now they realize, okay, this becomes a new opportunity because if we're going to compete with the likes of not just Google ads and Facebook ads, but also YouTube ads, which is not a huge driver, then they have to play in all three areas. You know, they have to be, uh, to be able to have where people can see you know, unboxing ad, they, they see where the traffic, you know, the, they may not show it to us as independent, you know, seller central users, but they are tracking where is most of the converting traffic from coming from. If it's coming off of YouTube, you know, if, if they get, you know, 20% of their traffic that's coming off of YouTube and it ends up in a conversion, that tells you that there's a lot of power that's coming from YouTube and you could, YouTube could officially, they could take that away at some point. Because if Google wants to fight back and say, oh yeah, you know what, we're just not going to have a link through over to Amazon uh, off of YouTube, they technically could do that and they've got the power right now. And so if Amazon takes back that power, it sounds kind of childish a little bit, but if they take back the power and say, we're going to be allow you, if you do um, professionally produced uh, videos and 
um, you know, goes through an approval process like a lot of things and they can use any kind of machine learning or any kind of automation in order to approve the quality level of those, uh, those videos, then it becomes not only becomes a great opportunity for their commercial sellers, but as they roll it out in the future, then it'll become more available for those well-established brands who have also gone in and done enhanced brand content on other listings. They've got a quality, well-designed brand page. They're adding in videos. They want to try to make it a more rich, full experience for the shoppers so that it's always the most comfortable and compelling uh, environment and platform for them to keep coming back and be the go-to uh, and to, to really lock in their foothold as far as having command over the, I mean, they've already have, you know, a large market share of e-commerce. They want to make it so that, that other companies can't even catch up, including companies like, you know, Walmart, for instance, who's spending billions of dollars each year to try to catch up. Yeah. That's a really interesting point about the video um, is, like it's obviously a huge market. Amazon can't ignore it, but they have to do it in a much different way than Google or Facebook who don't necessarily have to worry about customers buying things on their website, right? Um, there is one really interesting thing I came across about three or four months ago that Amazon, um, they patented some algorithm or some way to reward customers for watching videos. So potentially what people speculate is that um, someone would watch a video ad that us as sellers would pay Amazon to show to the customer and then the customer could then receive maybe uh, you know 25 cents or 50 cents off of that product as a reward for watching that video um, and so that would increase conversion rates and also um, theoretically Amazon's goal there is to keep customers from going to YouTube to go watch an unboxing video maybe yeah. not convert if they can watch that same unboxing video on Amazon not only are they gonna make money when you as the advertiser are showing it to them but they're also more likely to make the actual sale there. So that's kind of a speculation. Um, not only that, yeah, Amazon has put so much money into Amazon Prime Video. Uh, they've been outspending Netflix as of last year in new content. And the thing I love about that is that that gives them another place to show video ads. And they don't have to make that profitable. They could actually just create a Netflix competitor that loses money if it makes them more sales on e-commerce. So that's, that gets me really excited on the video front. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of characterize it from a standpoint of, you know, we, we kind of look at, you know, things like from like a video standpoint, you know, is if it's in 4K, you know, a lot of us, you know, might have access to 4K TVs, for instance, or there might be 4K content and there's more, more and more high resolution, you know, or, or ultra high definition, uh, you know, content as far as the 4K. If you have your advertising and your shopping experience, you know, if, if Amazon are to say, okay, let's upgrade everything from, standard high definition the way it is up to 4K, what would that mean? We have to make a much better quality experience. We have to keep the shopper on the platform longer. And we essentially need to have them where they just become addicted to just being on the platform and watching videos. Because if other channels that just host videos, people hang out on there and they're, they're watching you know, all kinds of videos for, for hours and hours and hours, the longer you've got them on a purchasing platform, the more chance they're actually gonna buy and, and buy more frequently. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it can be incredibly, incredibly powerful. All right, Brian. Well, um, I announced at the beginning of this that it was going to be a short update one, but you just have so much good information to share with us that it turned into a full episode anyway. So um, the lots of really good golden nuggets in this one. Um, not a lot of people really understand the different advertising platforms, I think. So really great to chat with you and get a good insight into that as well. I'd just like to mention that Brian has a really awesome Facebook group 
called Amazon PPC Troubleshooting. It's got like 14,000 members in there. So if you guys want to learn more about PPC, that's a great resource to go through. Um, I'll put a link to the sh in the show notes to that, uh, as awesome. well as the other things that I mentioned there um, that Brian is a part of. Sponsor Products Academy, PPC Scope. Um, and what's the, the new name of your agency there again for everybody? It's Brian? Canopy Management. So it's, yeah, it's canopy.management is actually the, the, the domain. Mm, yeah, one of those fancy new URLs there. Yep. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not .com, but yeah, dot .management. Yep. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on, Brian. Do you have any um, closing closing uh, quotes? Could be could be a quote, could be anything for the audience here? No, I would say just say from an observation of, you know, with, with yesterday's uh, outage uh, that they had in search and ads, uh, one of the things we definitely saw, because you mentioned, you know, as far as the headline ads or, or you know, now sponsored brands, is that those who are running the sponsored brand uh, or headline search ads, I still want to call it that, um, we're, we're seeing a, a pretty huge spike because apparently what, during the outage, those headline ads were still running. So that's where people were clicking. <laughs> so I think a lot of people who, you know, those of you who are already running, uh, you know, those kind of ads go, you know, just real, don't be, don't be shocked by the fact that you probably had a spike yesterday and possibly even today. <laughs> of every single person on the search results page clicking on your ad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Conversion rate, maybe not so good, but yeah, you probably had a really heavy spike as far as, uh, as far as ad spend and, and just don't get scared. You know, it's a, it's an anomaly and, and it'll settle back down, but it's probably what it was from. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on Brian. Um, and yeah, like I said, guys reach out to him in the Facebook group below or something like that. He's, as far as I'm concerned, the best authority when it comes to PPC. So thanks for coming on and we'll see you guys around. Glad to be here. Thanks. This podcast is sponsored by Kenji ROI. Obsessively optimized copywriting, product photography, videos, and PPC for a highly cohesive feel and high conversion rate. Avoid expensive miscommunication with freelancers who don't understand Amazon. Kenji ROI's team has produced over 600 Amazon listings responsible for multi-millions in annual sales for their clients. Clients know they're covered with Kenji's guarantees. After work has been delivered, their experts help you resolve any potential issues or concerns to an extreme level. If you're still not happy, you'll get a full refund. What kind of crazy guy makes a guarantee like that? Listeners of the Actualized Freedom podcast get a 10% discount for life on all Kenji ROI listing creation services, but only for the first 50 claims. Type in go.kenjiroi.com AF. Pause this podcast right now and claim your code. Like I said, once 50 are claimed, they're gone forever. So go now to go.kenjiroi.com slash AF. That's go.kenjiroi.com slash AF to get your code now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Actualize Freedom with Wilson and Danny online at actualizefreedom.com. If you like today's episode, please review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time.